Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to another week of Blighty Day Fiance, Sister Blights Edition, the only Sister Wives recap hosted by an American. And a Brit. Who are married. Yes. And live in London, England. It's the only one. If you can find another, then. Uh, we'll, we'll hum down and kill them. <laughs> we'll, we'll stage an aggressive corporate uh, takeover. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair enough. If you are a married couple living in London, England, doing a Sister Wives podcast, we want to buy you out. Especially if you're international couple, transatlantic couple. <laughs> this is like a matey boy trying to buy Twitter, isn't it? There's a lot of conditions involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are trying something new, which is we are recording... Uh, with Facebook Live going. So um, if you missed that, wait until the next time I decide on a whim that that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Without telling me in advance. If anyone can tell, a little bit, little bit flustered, but I'm, I'm quite enjoying the whole seat of pants vibe. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. So uh, we don't have a ton of announcements. I am going to say if you're new to us, welcome, welcome. We don't recap uh beat for beat like some other podcasts do we like to do things a little bit differently um no shade to how anybody else does it we just do it differently so i bring a couple of themes each week we talk about the episode i ask robin some questions he tells some stories um for simplicity's sake we refer to r-o-b-y-n as in robin brown as robine yeah because that's how you spell robine if you want to have the name Robin, you spell it with an I like a normal person. Sure. Um, we also, didn't say our names at the top. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Michelle. And my name's Robin. Hence my uh, my, my petulance. Um, 
Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us at Blighty Day. That's B-L-I-G-H-T-Y-D-A-Y on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at BlightyDayFiance at gmail.com. And join the Facebook group Blighty Day Bays, B-L-I-G-H-T-Y-D-A-Y-B-A-E-S, where you can, uh, <laughs> if 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 you get on really quickly, you can watch this live. That isn't how it works. We're recording this. <laughs> but we'll do another one. Also, if you do want to watch us do video malarkey, um, there'll be more of that. Yes, our Patreon launches on or about the 20th of October. Why am I saying on or about? Well, my friends, <laughs> as those of you who are joining us on the live may or may not have been made aware, I have a family member who is undergoing treatment for cancer at the moment, and I may be called away at a moment's notice. And so we can't commit to 100% on the dot militaristic scheduling. And also, we're away that week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're going to drop it anyway. We got a lot of we got a lot in the uh, in the old drum, haven't we? Oh, okay. Yeah, we do. Oh, good. Where's the drum? In the washing machine. Perfect. Okay. Um. So. But we haven't got water. <laughs> nope. We we're fine. We and haven't got electricity. That's this is how we're going. We're just doing it. I'm making the decisions and you are left to suffer the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, the first theme that I am going to introduce of the night, and if you have watched the episode, which hopefully you all have, um, and if you haven't, uh, peace be your journey. Um the first of tonight's themes is sovereignty. Oh, wonderful. Sovereignty. So talk to me about sovereignty, Robin. Well, it's when I nearly spoiled House of the Dragon. I really properly nearly did it. And not only did I nearly do it, we've also got live people watching us. I properly nearly did it. So promise you won't do it again. Well, I didn't do it, but I nearly did it. Um, well, sovereignty is a funny old word, particularly in this country, because people got their knickers in a bit of a twist about sovereignty and the whole Brexit thing. Um, people don't like being told what to do by anyone else, even if they're told to do something that is better than what they thought of themselves. That's a common human trait. That's why, like, with a lot of bosses, you have to manage up right? Yeah. You have to make people think it was their idea. Like, if the European Union <laughs> had just, like, told, like, put ideas in Boris's head, do you know what I mean? Like, he might not have been so sort of, you know, pro-Brexit, um, but unfortunately, disagreeing with people and then telling them that they have to do things your way comes across as a threat to one's sovereignty, and people get very upset about that. Personally, not a big deal for me. I'm more than happy to concede the fact that other people's ideas may be better than mine. Never had a problem with that, but a lot of people do. I will say, in Boris's defense, he did write two essays, one for and one against, <laughs> and that detail was leaked. Yeah. And I got really annoyed when people were snickering about that because I think that's how you should decide every major issue. I think you need to weigh the pros and cons. Yeah. And I was impressed by that. And take the temperature of what people actually want and then maybe represent the people that you're supposed to be representing. Right. It's not a bad idea in politics, really. But yeah, sovereignty. 
people people feel massively challenged when they're challenged. And uh, yeah. So Cody says he wanted his wives to have sovereignty so they could feel like they had control <laughs> over their own lives. And in so doing, he lost control of his own. What do you think about that? There's a lot of layers. Um, I'd say it's like an onion, but it's only like those sort of onions that you find in the salad drawer of the fridge that hasn't been looked at for many months. And it's like a sort of soupy, squishy, acidic mess that you get Alfie to clean out. It's one of those onions. Um, can we, can we, can we, uh, look, not a favourite of mine because he's turned into a pretty awful human being but do you remember how russell brand like his entire act used to be uh like taking newspaper articles and dissecting them word by word do you remember that that used to be his trope but can we can we go back and like go through that bit by bit sure yeah so i um i'm worried about doing that though when it's not a direct quote but but i'll play the game okay so he wanted his wives right to have sovereignty yes so they could feel stop (laughs) (laughs) um that's your first problem there cody uh (laughs) you can't have sovereignty which is like fallacious sovereignty um and i mean that in the fallacy sense rather than any other fallacy um sense um yeah if you have sovereignty then you have sovereignty you can't feel like you have sovereignty that's one of those slightly pregnant things isn't it yeah um so yeah i want you to feel like you're not tied up and locked in my basement uh (laughs) i just make yourself at home make yourself at home yeah I don't need to dissect the rest. That's <laughs> that's the, the most ridiculous bit. But carry on. Let's take the second half of it. Um, so they could feel like they had control... Like. ...over their own lives. Right. It's really sinister, actually. Yep. Yeah. So you can feel like you have control over your own lives. This is how people think of, like, the Illuminati controlling, like, society. Um, Now, I'm, like, the opposite of a conspiracy theorist. Um, The only conspiracy theory I think I believe in is that all conspiracy theorists have been put up to this by someone. Um, but apart from that, I don't really believe in any of that kind of stuff. But then you hear something like that and you go, wow, that is actually how people see the world. But I just want to reassure anyone listening or indeed watching that no one is controlling our lives, but Cody would like to. I think he'd like to. Yeah. Anyway, the, the last part of that is that in, in so doing, and I'm sure those are my words and not his because he's rarely grammatically correct he's he's rarely correct about anything least of all grammar um in so doing he's lost control of his own life um oh wow (laughs) i just need to say i am really sick of him and i i don't think i'm alone in that i'm aware that there's a necessary 
There's a necessary amount of posturing and bullshittery that needs to go on in order for this show to be entertaining, right? Because if there's no conflict, if there's no bad guy, then there's no good guy, right? If there's no villain, there's no hero or shiro in this case, right? But I have never seen someone so immune to the notion of accountability and personal responsibility. You have, though. Have I? Yeah, there's one person whose name you get very upset if I say. Oh, Big Ed. No. No? No. More of a public figure. Oh, no, no, no. We're not... This is not a political anything. You you said political. I was deliberately keeping it very kind of... But I'm just saying. And... There's another one in the headlines at the moment. Yeah. There is a breed of man out there. I I don't think Cody actually is alone, but I think he's very much of this family. This um, fronted out long enough, you don't have to be accountable. What do you mean? Well, stick to your guns enough, and actually you don't have to be accountable for your actions. You can just say, so? And actually, the funny thing is, like, for for years and years and years, well, thousands of years, people have sort of been, like, governed by, like, shame and community and a sense of responsibility to others. But there's a new kind of thing in the culture where people can just go, yeah, (laughs) what of it? And, And it started with people saying, what's it got to do with you? I love that. Like, when, when you say something to someone and they look back at you in that sort of passive-aggressive way, it's like, well, what's it got to do with you? Mind your own business. It's like, it very much is my business. But apparently we're not allowed to have thoughts or feelings or pass comment on anyone anymore because people just won't be held to account. You can't make someone accountable. Uh, accountability is a voluntary process. I would have thought 18 children would go some way towards making someone accountable you would have thought yeah but you can choose not to be and and he chooses to make it his wife's responsibilities to nurture a relationship with his with his children yeah that's really incredible like there were several times in this episode where he alluded to the wives not having done a good enough job in developing his relationship with his children again it's that denial of account of accountability but there's not really a price that ever gets paid it's it's really frustrating. Yeah. It is hard to watch. It's getting to the point where I, I'm not enjoying hating him anymore. I'm just hating him. I'm looking forward to the pain. That's the thing. So I don't think there'll ever be accountability. I think there could be catastrophe, um, which will be fun <laughs> to watch if there's some catastrophe. But even then, people like that sometimes don't even care about catastrophe. I think they're prepared for it, obviously. They've got a basement full of <laughs> full of uh, stag chili. Now, to be fair, we also have that, because we went to Costco yesterday. And <laughs> I think, how, I mean, do we have enough nuts now to see us through, like, Armageddon? I had a friend in high school whose 
um, both of her parents worked for the World Bank, I think, at one point, or maybe her stepdad was at the IMF. I don't remember. But they they both worked in banking, yeah. right? And uh, I grew up just outside of Washington, D.C., so, like, lots of people worked for the World Bank, the IMF, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and in the year of our Lord, 1999, this man, who probably made, like, half a million a year— went to Costco and bought can after can after can, like entire pallets of stag chili. Ooh. <laughs> but hang, sat- hang on, this is a, I'm assuming that's a brand, not a, <laughs> not a, a flavor. Brand. It's it, a brand. It's not like a venison chili. No, just with, no, no okay. it's just called stag chili. Right. And it's, yeah, it, there wasn't a lot of was um, he prepping? Yeah, because wow. this was this was 1999, so everyone thought oh, Black Monday is the like... Millennium Bug. Oh, yeah, oh. we haven't got any water. When we moved here, we were terrible bottled water people, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. And then I discovered a jug that isn't just a filter, but has a like a UV light in it that kills water buggies. We're obsessed with it. If you need to know why I don't drink tap water, there's a documentary on YouTube I keep threatening to post. I will do it called The Big Stink. And it isn't just me. This is what well, we've talked about Radigeddon too, haven't we? Um this so, city is Yeah, go. Yeah. It was where we are right now recording this was probably a plague pit, okay? <laughs> yeah. And the whole city of London was built to dispose of bodies. And then they shoved a couple of them out of the way here and there to build sewage pipes, yeah. right? Yeah. Or to improve the system. So you can't move for corpses here. It's right. a very haunted place. It's a very... um sewagey kind of flavor of place and the river is brown you know how in um happily ever after you can see when jenny and sumit are in rishikesh and the water is that beautiful like turquoise color because of the mineral deposits like the thames is brown but that's also that's (laughs) the ganges and no offense i know it's a holy river but like Bodies are floated down that sure. river, right? But it looks a lot cleaner than the Thames. It sure does. <laughs> the Thames is... And somebody asked me once about mudlarking, which is when yeah. uh, you go on the banks of the Thames and, and you look for lots of treasures because there's lots of, like, mm-hmm. pipes and ceramics and bits that you can find. I cannot do it because I cannot bear the smell. And I can't do the, the tour of... Um, the Parisian catacombs either for that same reason. I just can't. That is with the kind of bitching, though. You would love that. I know I would. I know. You love a good dead thing, don't you? I call it necrotourism. Yeah. I like I like going to graveyards and I like going to sort of spooky type places because I think it tells you so much about the culture and the history of the place. They're also very rarely crowded places. Right. Um, I'm not, I don't mean that like I go on vacation and the first thing I want to do is go to the cemetery and like interrupt people in the. No, no, no. But like case in point, you didn't queue to see Liz, did you? No. No, exactly. No. So right. No, Morbid. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's yeah. Anyway, um, we got onto that by saying we're definitely not preppers. We don't have any bottled water in the house. No, now. not anymore. And I watched this episode and I got a little bit worried. I know what to do. <laughs> we used to be fine. And now we're not. And like these are uncertain times. I'm thinking maybe I ought to fill up a I mean it's a hose pipe ban. Well, um Mary when uh Janelle and Cody came to visit, she had plenty of water. She did not make them breakfast. What did you think about that? I just I'll tell you what it is. I bet Cody is a right asshole when it comes to having people are very particular about their breakfast, right? Yeah. You know, you want your bacon cooked in a very specific way, right? Some people will get very upset if you don't put a splash of milk into scrambled eggs. Other people, correct people, understand that butter does that job and milk near scrambled eggs is a crime. Uh People like their toast done in very, very different ways. Um, over here, there are some very strange things we have with our breakfast that people in America would just be like, why are you eating clotted blood for breakfast? And they'd be absolutely horrified by black pudding, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan. No, neither am I. But, but you know, I think that people are, um, I suppose. Um, but yeah, people are really, it's, it's weird because these are very basic foods that you have for breakfast, right? Or think of like, I'm talking about that's like a cooked English, right? But if you're having like waffles or something, people are very, very particular. I've always been really, really confused by the way people only like these basic things one way. Like people only like coffee one way. Um, I will have coffee black, white, with sugar, without sugar, with flavouring, without flavouring, with frothy milk, with still cold milk, hot. Because they're all delicious. I don't, I mean, they'll be my go-to, but some people are horrified if they have to have something out of their, out of their norm. And I think Cody would be one of those people. He would do nothing but complain at breakfast. It'd be awful. And that's why he didn't get it. And also, fuck you, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, we've gone through sovereignty, which is the first theme of the evening. We're moving into the second. The second is haunted. But we've already done that, haven't we? We've done catacombs. We've done stink pits. (laughs) (laughs) Stink pits. Yeah. Um, Let's do more haunted. Yeah, let's do more haunted. All right. So the reason I raised it uh, was because the um, the inn, the B and B, the scare B and B, the mayor B and B that Mary runs. <laughs> what does the B and the B stand for? Um, Bloody and <laughs> banished. Fine. <clears throat> so the the mayor B and B is supposedly haunted. Now, I haven't been watching um, as long as some of our bays have, so I don't know if that's like a long-standing thing, if that's like a known thing, but Janelle, I, I, okay, so here's the question I wanted to ask you, my love. Yeah. My east, my west, my Friday something, my Sunday best, right? Why am I on Friday? I don't know. Okay. Um, it's that poem, isn't it? Uh, would you rather 
Would you rather live in the fifth will? Right. For a year? Yes. And you're just living in the fifth will? Yes. The fish wheel. The fish wheel. <laughs> yeah. Or um, stay in the Airbnb and it's haunted and the ghost comes and talks to you. But and the ghost does the ghost sit in the chair with the unpleasant stains? The ghost sits in the chair. The ghost does that mean I don't have to look at the chair with unpleasant stains or sit in it myself? Did anyone else see that chair? It was gross. It had ectoplasm all over it or something. It was well rank. Um, the Airbnb looks quite nice, doesn't it? Um, here's the thing: Am I just staying in one room like Alan Partridge um, in Norwich? Um, Please watch I'm Alan Partridge, everyone. Um, or do I have, like, the run of the house? No, you get one room. One room? Yeah. Has it got four, maybe some hidden beds like the Fifth World did for, um, <laughs> what's the name's room? Just one bed, I imagine. Cody's not in it. He hasn't bought the rights to this. I'm not sharing with Cody, am I? No, you are sharing with Cody. Oh, fine. Okay. So, <laughs> would I rather share a bed with Cody or live in a RV? Yeah. I quite like For that. a year. Fine. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to share a bed with Cody. <laughs> Why not? You guys because can talk about Cody. your hair. <laughs> His hair peninsula. You can talk about the hair peninsula. Hey, and someone emailed us saying that they um, they figured out Hair Peninsula, but it was not the right answer. No, I'm sorry. I need to get back to that person. Yeah. Um, we'll give you another go. If I sing, it's my Hair Peninsula, my Hair Peninsula. So there's a tune that goes with it as well. Anyone that can figure out that deep cut gets a tote bag. So do you think there is any... Anything else that kind of haunts the the Brown family? Yeah, fucking everything. <laughs> Every decision they've made, marrying Cody, everything. Moving to Flagstaff, moving outside of Flagstaff to a death pit. Um, I don't know. It's funny, though, to be honest. Like, they don't talk about the past very much. Um I believe, and I know I did this last week because I kind of spoiled the truly thing, but I think we all see the next week on. And if we don't, apologies. We, we're just not careful enough not to talk about these things. Um, but Cody alludes to how he'd been excommunicated and he's no longer a priest or he'd been defrocked. Yeah. And that took me by surprise because i wasn't aware of i'm i don't know that history again for anyone new to the pod um this is my first season of sister wives right um so i would have thought things like that would have haunted him but it ain't come up yet and we're (laughs) has a look six episodes in yeah he doesn't seem haunted by his past they don't talk much about the past. So I think when he talks about being a failed priest, I think, and I could be wrong, and maybe the Bays will will correct me. Maybe we have a, a sister wives historian. Um, I think when he's talking about 
being a failed priest, he means like a, a failed priest holder, like how in Mormonism, the man of the house, the head of every household is meant to be like they're all considered priests. Yeah. That's why they're Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Oh, so was, when he was saying I was defrocked, is he talking about like his emasculation within his own family? Because that's I, I, quite that's an what admission. I think. I'd be interested to hear what other what others think. Anyone watching on the live um, who's seen the show for longer than us, did Cody like get sort of distanced from the church by higher authorities? Um, let us know. Um, I mean, Eliza in the chat there is saying that I would have to share a bed with Cody in the RV because <laughs> the dogs have got the beds. But she is not right because Cody is not going to spend a single minute sleeping no. in that RV. No, he is not. But I'd be all about it. I, I like um, staying on boats and things, little ca- little cabins. I mean, we're in our cabin. But yeah, I lo- we are. I love, I love a cabin. I love a berth. Give me a berth. I love tour buses. Um, back in the day when I lived on the road, I wasn't in a band. I was just around a lot of bands. Um, nothing better than sleeping on a tour bus. But you have to sleep with your, I've got to get this right, your feet in the direction of travel. Yeah. Who wouldn't do that? Gloria Estefan. Huh? Why? Well, and she broke her neck. Gloria Estefan was badly injured for a long, long time. I think, if I got this wrong, I do apologise. It might have been one of her band, but I think it was her. I think there was a time when Gloria Estefan got majorly effed up um, in a crash on a tour bus because she was sleeping the wrong way around. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's awful. Mm. But quite good fun. I like, I could go for one of those little Japanese pod hotels. I love I a pod. I hate that. I know. Ugh, hate it. Not interested. I like a pod. Let us know. Do you like a pod? Would you stay in one of those little um, pod hotels? Do you like an RV? Are you happy on a boat? Are you happy with a goat? I slept in a hotel room famously that ha- that was goat adjacent. That was an interesting experience and a fun adventure. Now, Michelle in the chat, not you, uh-huh. the, the other Michelle. Okay. Um, there's no... I that we can turn into a Y. I'm going to call her my shell. <laughs> um, says uh, that the Browns were exiled from their polygamous church. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, I didn't know. Thank you, Michelle. Mm. So, and apologies for the ignorance, but hey, we're all learning, but they don't seem haunted by that, you see. And this is kind of what I was saying to try and get it back on track. Like, they talk about the past a lot. It's like the format of the show, right? But... Do they seem haunted? I think for a person to be haunted, that that speaks to regret, doesn't it? But I don't think Cody's capable of regret. Um, Is Christine... If anyone seems haunted, appropriately enough, considering it's her B&B, Mary seems haunted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, deep regret. Deep bitterness. The ghosts are all around her. So the other thing I I want to talk about, I suppose, 
in in reference to haunting is see I think they do talk about the past almost incessantly they do but they're not haunted by it like the, the only reason I brought up like the excommunication that kind of thing is because you would have thought it would underpin so many conversations right so they they talk about the past a lot and how things didn't pan out the way they want that kind of thing but they don't seem haunt, haunted by it mm. particularly maybe like I say maybe Mary but I don't feel that the others feel haunted Okay. I will just say, I think it's 93% of small hotels say they're haunted. <laughs> like, every place says it's haunted. Am I wrong? I'm not familiar with oh. that statistic. Oh, every little hotel wants to pretend it's got a ghost. You're desperately trying to inject some charm or interest into what is essentially quite a bland building in the middle of nowhere, right? We are going to the most haunted, um, not borough, What's it? what do we call them? County in yeah. England? Yeah. Yeah, we're going oh. to the most haunted county in England. What, Kent? Yeah. Oh, is it haunted? Lousy with ghosts. Really? Yep. They're everywhere. Yep. Huh. All over Kent. They love it there. Wow. We're going to go to Churchill's old gaff, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Is he haunting it? Is he around? Um, I don't know. I just remember that really... Dogs are going to kick off. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this is the first house. Don't tell Alfie, though. Oh, God. Alfie had nightmares the other day. Michelle made him watch a... <laughs> I didn't make him watch anything! <laughs> Uh, he is obs- he has not stopped talking about Robert the doll. <laughs> don't <laughs> I am not coming for Robert the doll. Don't. I'm I not. Am- Robin, I'm serious. I'm not. None of you come for Robert the doll either, please, okay? We watched a documentary about Robert the doll because Alfie is highly interested in Robert the doll and he got scared. And he is a jack-in-the-box child at the best of times. Other parents out there will understand. You put the kid to bed, they pop back up. They need water. They need, they're they hungry. It's too hot in the room. It's too cold. It's a vicious circle, isn't it? Yeah. They need water. They need a wee. They need water. They yep. need a wee. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is probably the first house that I think we've lived in where you haven't felt that there was a ghosty. Because there isn't. No. But you felt that there were ghosties in other houses we've lived in. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were. Was there... One of the houses, Tig also felt that there was... One of our dogs felt there was a ghost just on the stairs. Is that right? Nowhere else. Just a stair ghost. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't move around that much. They kind of just retread the same... Up and down the stairs. Again and again. Yeah, some of them. I don't know a lot about ghosts. It's because you don't listen when I talk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm heavy on the ghost content. Um, Right, so we have covered a lot. I don't want to talk too much about the RV because... No, can you tell that we're kind of uh, stringing this one out there? Not that it was a bad episode. I just think that covering Sister Wives is an excuse for a natter, really, and to talk about life. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's not a fast-moving show, right? Um, 
what were the other big uh, sort of the points that we might want to hit though um there's a lot about isabel in this episode right yeah so we talked about okay so we talked about uh what was the first one sovereignty then we talked about haunted so i want to talk about sisterhood is the final theme is the third theme okay so obviously one of Christine's many virtues is that she's she's a big supporter of Janelle's. And Janelle shares that Christine is the kind of person who will talk something up and kind of rally, circle the wagons for something, even if it's not something that she likes or that she's excited about. She's capable of having empathy. Yeah, it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was really sweet that she came and she was talking about the storage. Cody's view of that, of course, was that she was clowning on Janelle. Yeah, that was really interesting, right? That he thought that she was being sarcastic because he couldn't understand that a person might accommodate someone rather than just imitate in a mocking way. Like, embrace the difference. It's it's just, it's not in his remit, right? He just can't understand it. But but that's the case with everything. And that's the case with the Isabel thing as well. That he can't understand that maybe Isabel had different needs than the ones he wanted to give. Or right. you know, any of those things. He he I I guess he's incapable of putting himself in someone else's shoes. Just completely incapable. I think not only incapable or indifferent. Un unwilling as well. Yeah. Because maybe that would make him feel terrible um i think it would just be hassle that he doesn't need it gets in the way yeah maybe it gets in the way so it's a little bit like you know like in some um like sci-fi movies and stuff how like soldiers are given drugs to turn off their emotions so they can just be killing machines yeah. right? that kind of trope i think that's what he is like if i waste my time thinking about shit like that i'll never get to proceed on my mission which is to create a codiverse a codiverse <laughs> Um, it's certainly, yeah. Uh, and I guess what I was reflecting on is I, I thought what a wonderful legacy. Um, and I think Christine is a great mother. I know that she wasn't feeling great about, you know, how she handled the whole situation with Truly, which I think we can all agree turned out to be pretty much a disaster. Yeah. We covered it last week. It's like, yeah. She had so many opportunities. Yeah. But, but now we learned that actually she was just trying to accommodate Cody's damn prevarication, right? Yeah. So, meh, reap what you sow, pal. I think also... You, you can't hold it back that long. Eventually, like, the water will just burst through. Yeah. Yeah. Like King Canute's dam. Right. Right? Right. Um... Well done for saying Canute. Thank you. That's how it's pronounced. It's yeah. not King Newt. You've heard people say that before? I've heard people say something else. Oh, fine. Um, I'm not going to say that word because I don't like it. And I'm not going to encourage other people to say it because I don't like that word. Good. Okay, so we're not going to say it. <laughs> there you go. Um, so what I was going to say is that 
you can, I, I thought it was really interesting watching Christine's daughters interact and kind of cut up and good naturedly, you know, tease each other. Yeah. Because they can, they're capable of teasing without it being read as insults and attacks. Right. Because they get nuance. But you know what's interesting? I thought that's so, and everyone loves Isabel, Wisebel. Um, and I love, I love Gwendolyn as the, the sort of, you know, um, pepper to the salt or, or vinegar to the sweet, you know. Gwendolyn's going up my list for MVPs. Yeah, I like her a lot. Gwendolyn, I have time I for. like that she's dry. I yeah. like that she's sarcastic. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. And then when you contrast that whole relationship, because they also went to, um, you know, have a little party for Janelle or just to, to a show of support for Janelle. Robin's daughters came in there like cackling hyenas. Opposite of sisterhood. Right. You didn't like it last week when I came for Aurora. Is that her name? Yeah. With her, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a lousy guitar playing that she couldn't be bothered to practice, right? But I don't. I can't say f a child. Like she's not a child. She's an adult. Is she? Yeah. Fuck Aurora, right? Yeah. Seriously, dude. Like you don't look around, and this is Janelle's house. Yeah. Now you don't come into someone's house and go. Well, this is shit. Unbelievable. I thought that was so rude. When someone was like, someone said, "Oh, you've got a bathtub," and either Aurora or Brianna were like, "More like a foot bath." Ew. Fuck you. <laughs> you spoiled They're little. They're horrible. Yeah. And someone people have tried to sell me on. <sighs> Look, audience, do you think that I haven't thought? All the thoughts <laughs> about what could be going on with Robin's children. I know that she has, I think it's, her, I think her son has ASD or something like that. Yeah. Maybe it runs in the family. Maybe the lack of sensitivity, the lack of empathy, her inability to deal with anything outside of her immediate experience, the fact that she can't deal with her kids. But I don't, I just don't buy it. I don't think she's an evil genius, but I don't think... Rabine. Yeah. Right. I don't think what we're seeing... Well, she's not a genius because no one does that with their hair if they're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't think that she is like me in that way. D might she be afflicted with something else i would hazard not to um i'll tell you what i think it is or i would not hazard to guess what do you think i'll hazard a guess okay i think she her primary responsibility is to do what cody wants and to second guess what cody wants right and i don't think she's very good at it because i don't think cody knows what cody wants he knows to hate the things that he gets, but I don't think he really knows what he wants. And so I think she's permanently like one step behind chasing this idea of not upsetting Cody. That seems to be what I think. 
she's very concerned about anything upsetting him, but she doesn't know what will upset him because everything upsets him. And she doesn't quite know what to do about it. But why did I, I hear that? And if I, if I didn't know that he never treated any of his previous wives as well as he treats Robin or favors her or her children to the extent that he favors them, I might think the same thing. But it's hard to look at that and go, okay, he he refused to help Christine when she was heavily pregnant and working nights after looking, after spending the whole day looking after everyone's children. Yeah. He wouldn't go over to her house or even down the stairs sure. to help his 11-year-old put the other children to bed. Well, again, this we're not disagreeing. No, I know, but, but what's, but, but what's that about then? Well, Christine's worried about her children and all the children instead of him. Oh. So he doesn't care about that. But Rabine gets one thing right in this environment which is only worry about keeping Cody happy. And that's why Cody cares about her and her children, because she, it's not that she puts his needs first. She's afraid of him, I think. She's afraid of not satisfying him or upsetting him. She's afraid of not being the youngest wife. Right. I think, right? So... That's what she does. She tries to accommodate everything. And um, um, there, there are so many moments where, like, she's doing her in the moments and she's talking about, like, the other wives and stuff. And she's like, well, I don't like this. I don't really see the way this is going. And I wish it could be. I just wish people would try harder. I'm just sitting here waiting for everyone to figure it out. Right. But what she's actually saying is, this is going to upset Cody. <laughs> Right? She can see oh, it. Oh, right. She okay. can see it and All she right. can't stop it. All right. Well, I'd be interested to hear your opinions. Come at us on social media at Blighty Day. Email us at blightydayfiance at gmail.com. Uh, join our Facebook group, Blighty Day Bays, B A E S. And maybe you can be like our. Um, bays who are watching us record this now because maybe we'll do this again. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Maybe we'll save it for Patreon. Maybe this was a big mistake. Maybe this is a huge disaster. It doesn't matter because we're going to delete the live anyway. Um, thank you for joining us this week. Um, love you lots. We have one more free date blight episode to drop on this feed. Um, our regular coverage is going to continue. We have not chosen yet the next show that's going to be on our main feed. So let us know your thoughts, feelings, opinions about that. Anything else? Nah. All right. Well, sign off for now. And if you're watching the live stream, um, we will say goodnight to you. Don't worry. We'll tuck you in. You can come in with us and you can say hi to the dogs. And um, we'll see you soon.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.